Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 344, and today we're going to be exposing Amazon's hidden fees and knowing your true profit numbers, and I've invited on a good friend of mine. He's been on the show before. Mr. Greg Mercer is going to be hanging out with us for the next 45 minutes to an hour. I forget exactly how long this one goes for, but it's a great conversation that we talk all about the numbers. And a lot of times people don't want to look at the numbers 100%. We always talk about top line, but we don't look at the bottom line and really all of the numbers that go into that. So we're going to be kind of covering everything that we should be tracking. And then we're going to talk about some of those hidden fees that I wasn't even aware of and Greg wasn't even aware of. And um, and now we do know what those numbers are. And you can kind of use this as a guide and also a way for you to start tracking these, even if you're just starting and you are using a spreadsheet. This is going to help you. Now, I have had a lot of people ask me, Scott, what software would I use if I wanted to start to track the expenses to give to my accountant and all that stuff? In in the past, I've used Wave apps, and that one there works really well, but you have to import all of your data, and it doesn't give you any Amazon data, only the stuff that you actually tell it, right? That It it doesn't connect directly. Um, The other ones that are out there is QuickBooks and FreshBooks and Xero, and uh, they, they all do good things, but they're kind of like for a wide range of businesses. So Greg actually struggled with this as well, and that's why he created a tool called Fetcher, which we're going to actually talk about at the end of the podcast, but I wanted to give you guys the opportunity to give it a test try, and you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash Fetcher, and you can get a 30-day free trial there. The thing is with this software, it literally is focused on Amazon sellers. That's who it's used for, but you can also track other additional expenses. That's the one that I'm currently using. I really like it. It's easy to use. So if you want to check that out, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash Fetcher, and you can check it out for yourself. Like I said, even if you just take this to import all of your data and then have it kind of tell you your profit loss and taking all of those expenses, it'll go back in time, which is really cool. I believe Greg said it goes back all the way, I think about two years, which is pretty crazy, and it'll give you all of your statistics, all of your expenses that Amazon has pulled that you might not even be aware of. It's kind of eye-opening, especially if you have more than one product, because you can see the products that are doing well, and you can see products that aren't doing so well, and where you might have to make some changes. So like I said, you're going to love this conversation that I have with Greg, because there's some there's some fees here that we're not even aware of, and he's going to expose these for us, and we're going to be able to get down to your true numbers. The other thing is here, real quick, I forgot to mention this, but uh, we actually recorded this on video. So if you want to see our conversation, our uh, you know our talk uh, in person, like on video, you can actually get that on the show notes. I'm going to take that video and embed it into the blog post over at theamazingseller.com forward slash 344. The transcripts will be there, the show notes will be there, and the video will be there, which I haven't done too many of those. So uh, definitely, if you want to check that out, go over to the show notes page. So what do you say? Let's get rocking and rolling here. Why don't you guys sit back, relax, enjoy this conversation, this in-depth conversation about accounting and about your true numbers with my good friend, Mr. Greg Mercer. Enjoy. Well, hey, Greg, welcome back to the podcast, man. What is up? How are you doing, man? Scott, I'm fantastic. I'm really stoked that you're having me back. It's always a blast chatting with you, and it's been a while, so we have a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, we do have a lot. And actually, you told me you might be coming to my uh, my uh, my town here eventually. Here, You're my neck, neck of, the of the woods, and yeah, uh, we might be able weeks. to. Yeah, we might be able to grab some lunch or something. 
will be really fun. Maybe we'll have to do a Facebook Live or something on that too. That'll be kind of cool. We you should know? definitely do a Facebook live. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be Let's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, lot, lots going on. And I know you and I talked a little bit before we got on here, but I, I like I said to you, I'm like, let's just jump on and let's uh, let's catch up. Um, a lot of things have happened. Um, I don't really want to get into the things that we've really talked about in the past because we've already talked about those things. What I did want to have you on for is really talking about some of the things that you've been, I guess, being exposed to or being, uh, I guess, seeing it now that you have a, a tool that you guys created called Fetcher and you're starting to see from all these different sellers and maybe even the support tickets or whatever, right? You're seeing that people are having issues with certain parts of their business with money with like financing and understanding all of the expenses and like what is profit like what is really the profit number and I know before that software was even built it was actually last year I think it was in Miami I think it was when we were at Steve Chu's event you showed me a demo before it was even live and you're like this is what we've been working on I really like it and you're like the one thing that I'm realizing is there's some products that I have that aren't doing as good as I thought they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, you weren't supposed to say that. Well, loud, you know, I mean, that, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, you know, like if you don't know the numbers, how do you right. really know? We're kind of guessing. So maybe what we can do here is give people like a checklist of some kind or maybe just give them some of those things that you've found that people might be making mistakes or don't know what to look at so they can really know their numbers and they can track it better and maybe even talk a little bit about inventory and, and all that stuff. So if you want to go ahead and kick that off, that would be awesome. And just tell us a little bit about, you know, I guess that part of the business, because that's not really the sexy part, really. I mean, the money is, but not like losing money isn't really that fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um, Like you said, you know, myself and I think probably you too and a lot of other sellers don't have like a great grasp on their Amazon financials, right? Because Seller Central makes it tough on you. Yeah. Um, if they made it easy, you know, with like a nice to read dashboard and like easy to find all these numbers and stuff, it'd be a whole different ballgame. But that's right. not the case. We kind of have to work with what they give us. So, you know, like what I found was what I used to do, what a lot of sellers I think do is try to download like these different reports, put them together. Maybe if you're real savvy with Excel, you uh, like have some macros you create to kind of like automatically put this stuff together. Um, but it's tough, right? So like what I found with my business and from talking to a whole bunch of Fetcher users, um, you know, I found like three or four areas that like I'd say like surprised the most people or, um, that they like didn't quite understand or they were shocked to see that stuff. Mm. So, you know, like one of those, I'd say like one of the big ones is refunds. So all Amazon sellers know that they're getting refunds, right? It's right. like, dang it, like another refund it's being sent back. Um, but like Amazon doesn't make it easy on you to understand your, like your return rate for particular products, right? Mm. So it's like, yeah, I'm getting these emails saying it's being returned or like I know they're being sent back. But like what is my return rate? If it gets too high, they send you a nice email saying, hey, we've uh, suspended your listing and mm. uh, you can't sell this until you, you know you address this issue. But I've before had that. that it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but before that, it's like, okay, like what is it? Is it 3%, 5%, 10%? Um, so I was pretty shocked, like once I was able to see this in like an easy to read graph, like how much, you know, like returns I was getting for some of these products. Some of them I was pleasantly surprised, like, oh, sweet, like one and a half percent. That's fantastic. Mm. And other ones, it's like nine or 10 percent. It's like, holy crap, like I need to, um, a, you know, like put more attention to figure out why this is being returned. Right. And B, I need to make sure that I'm factoring that in at my profit. Um, me personally, I don't put returns back into like circulation mm. because 
what I found is that kind of opens it up to, you know, people like kind of like repackaging a product. It gets put back in circulation and then, you know, Amazon ships that to another customer and I ended up getting a bad review. So I actually decided that it's worth it for me to just dispose of inventory or have it repacked and never ask Amazon to put it back in circulation. Mm. Um, so I need to be understanding like, okay, if I'm getting 10% returns, I need to factor in that 10% of my inventory I'm usually disposing of. You know, that's like, that's a pretty significant amount that you need to be factoring in. So, and I'm not the only one after talking to a whole lot of our customers, I realized that a lot of people, you know, are realizing the same thing. So mm -hmm. that's kind of, um, you know, if you're listening to this and you're an Amazon seller, you need to be thinking about that too. You need to be understanding like what your return rate is and make sure you're factoring that in at your end of the day profit. What, what is the, uh, what is the trigger? Do you know the trigger that Amazon, you know, comes up with that it's a high return and we're going to suspend or, you know, suppress your listing until you get that figured out? Um, I know for me, and, and it was weird. It was like only on like, you know, we might've had like a hundred sales, but five returns or something. And they flagged us. And I was like, really? Like why? That wasn't even that bad. I didn't think, but to them it was enough. And now the problem that we ran into was I still got 300 more units in there. How do I know that some of those aren't bad? So how do I get those? How do I not mix new inventory with the old inventory? You know, so we had, we ended up doing a pull order and then bringing uh, it back to our facility and then being able to in inspect it. And then we were able to ship it back in, but I lost money there. Right. Yeah. But I had to do it because I didn't want to ship new inventory on top of the old inventory. So it's mixed in. Right. Yeah. Um, from what I've seen, you normally don't get those emails. I don't think until like 10 or 12 percent. Uh, okay returns. That's kind of like what I've seen with my own emails and from talking to other sellers. However, I'm sure they take into account the reason that uh, buyers select when they're returning a product. So uh, yeah. you know, if you've ever returned anything to Amazon, there's like a drop down, you select what the reason is. Yes. And you know, if it's like, it doesn't fit, I'm sure they don't like ding you, right? That doesn't like negatively affect mm -hmm. the, the health of that listing. But if it's something like not as, as expected or whatever other defects, then I'm sure those are like the ones they count. But I, I think I've seen that it's usually above 10% when um, they suppress your listing and make you, you know, tell them what you're doing to fix it. So you stop getting as many returns. Have you found though that if you if you say what you're going to do to fix it and it's not pulling the inventory, like how would you get around that? Do you have any suggestions on that? I've actually found just by um, just by uh, I've found that pretty much whenever you respond to them, that they'll reinstate your listing for that reason. Okay, so, so you're you just acknowledging say like, it. Yeah, yeah, like I acknowledge it. Um, oftentimes, what I'll do is I'll change my listing to like make sure that the buyer like understands better what they're getting. I okay. found that often, you know, can help. Um, so I usually do something like that and they'll usually reinstate it. If so, I think I've had one time I had a listing suppressed twice and I was able to re um, like respond to them and get it reinstated twice. Now, if that were to happen like a third time, I don't know if that would still work mm. on that product. I ended up just selling out and not restocking it. Okay. Um, but I have been able to do it twice, just responding to their email, acknowledging it and telling them like, Hey, I'm like changing this listing or I'm making it more clear that, um, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever the reason is. Yeah. And I, I think, I think like you said, like yours might've been like just it not described as they thought. Right. So that's an easy one. Now you gotta, you gotta describe it better. Ours was like missing a part. So, uh, yeah. you know, we're missing a part. And what we found is, you know, there's, there's different types of poly bags. And the one that we had was breaking at the seam. 
So an Amazon employee could have pulled it out of there. The part could have fell out. They didn't even know sure. it. And now they're packing it because of the of the uh, the poly bag that it was in. Um, and uh, we had to contact our supplier and say, hey, don't use those poly bags anymore. They're, they're like that, that fused welded corners um, versus right. it being like just like a, a, a full seamless bag with just an opening. Um, so we learned from that, uh, the hard way I had to pull, I had to pull some units. Um, but yeah, for yours, it's like, if it's not described, it's, you know, Oh, I thought it was round, but it's square. You know, it's like, well, okay. I probably should put that it's square in there if it's not in there, <laughs> right? Something, right. something simple like that. So I, I get it. Okay. So if you respond to them, give them a, okay, we're, we've updated our listing to make it, uh, you know, I guess, uh, explain better Then they'll probably say, okay, cool. We're going to reinstate you. That makes sense. Yeah. Same thing. Even if it's just like overall, just like a crappy product that's just not getting as good reviews as you yeah. hope for and is getting like returns to, I think you could still do something similar like that. Like just okay. respond saying, um, something along those lines. I, from what I've seen, they always reinstate it okay. for that particular listing when it gets suspended. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, cool. So that, that's, that's refunds. So like you said, a lot of people don't, they, they don't see their refunds. Where would you see your refunds in the seller's central if you wanted to do it manually? Do you know that off the top of your head? I don't think there's a good, uh, there's no like aggregated area that shows you like the number of returns for a particular product Mm. or, um, you would just see that in your, in your statement at the end is probably you would see like returns. Um, yeah, yeah. which is then how do you know which ones are what? And you'd have to dig into that. And again, that's right. you're, You're kind of digging in. You know, if you have like a smaller business, if you only have one product, you know, um, yeah, they do send like a notification when a product's getting returned. So like if you only have one product and you're getting like a few returns a month or whatever, it's like, okay, you can just kind of figure it out through the emails and stuff. But it's really hard to do if you have like, a, you know, you're starting to get a few different products. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, keep track of more products. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. That was like, that was the thing that I think shocked myself and most sellers that we talked to the most. Like, wow, like now I finally understand, you know, that this product's getting like a ton of returns. I need to, you know, devote more time to that. Or if nothing else, I need to make sure I'm factoring that into my profit that Mm -hmm. I'm disposing of 10% of my inventory or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. So that's, that's returns. That's one thing that you see that people are overlooking or they're not even, they're not even realizing. Um, what's next? What do we, what do we look at? Underestimating fees or expenses. Ah, So this can be a real doozy. Um, okay. Amazon has some like pretty sneaky fees. Like I never knew that for them, you know, like when you get a return that sometimes I, I don't even know like when they do this and when they don't, but sometimes they were, uh, they charge a commission for, I, I, I guess like accepting the return and like maybe putting it back in your inventory if you have that turned on Okay. or I don't know if it's just like the, um, the customer service that they're providing around that, but it's called like a refund commission or a return commission. Um, and there's other just like little fees like that, that, you know, it's like 20 cents here, 50 cents oh, yeah. there, oh, a yeah. dollar there, whatever. And it's like, yeah, it's like, what the heck is this? Fee? <laughs> I've never heard this in my life. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So there are like some sneaky fees like that. If you're trying to do this without any software, um, in your settlement report, you can see, um, kind of like the balance after all of those. And you can start to uh, become aware of some of those a little bit better, mm. but it's pretty hard to do. And then the other one is just keeping up with their ever changing, you know, just like last month they changed their fees again. It seems like they're doing it about like twice a year. Um, it's not always raising it. Like I think this last time they did it for a certain 
let's I think like large oversized items underneath a certain dollar value actually got a little bit cheaper, but most got a little bit more expensive. Okay. Um, so trying to keep up with those is like kind of like a never ending battle with Amazon if you're trying to do it manually, like in Excel sheets and stuff. So that's the other thing that I think like most people are surprised by. Yeah. The other the other fee, and I would say this is like single handedly the like the biggest opportunity for like a margin improvement in your business is the storage fees. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that is big. So I think most people are aware of these. They're not too bad the first few months, but once you get to like six months and especially once you get to a year, they can be very significant. Yeah, especially the fourth quarter. Time, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. In fourth quarter, Whoa. they changed the structure. I know this Oof. this past November, December, especially December, I think I got hit pretty hard. Mm. Um, so this is something to be very mindful of. And then... I guess like big picture, you know, all these things we're talking about through this whole podcast, it's mostly important just that you're understanding all this. So when you're calculating your profit at the end of the day, you can actually be getting like true numbers, right? Because, you know, it's everyone wants to give you like revenue numbers. It's sexy to talk about revenue, right? Like a right. million bucks, right, you know, right. 100,000 bucks, whatever. Right, right. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, your profit or especially like your cash flow is what most is, is most important. Um, so I just want to make sure like people are understanding all these things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's definitely needed. We, we definitely need to break this stuff down. I mean, cause I mean, for the longest time, I mean, I come from old school kind of, you know, business where it's kind of like, all right, I spent, you know, X and, you know, I charged, you know, I charged this and I, I paid this and what's left. That's my profit. But if you don't know those expenses, how can you increase your margins by just maybe tweaking something like you said, or at least understanding that, like you said, a very simple thing is, is if you know that after six months, you're going to be getting hit with a bigger storage fee, you probably want to manage your inventory a little bit better with, you know, when a few years back you could send in a thousand units and let them sit there. And it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, right. it, it was like Amazon was your warehouse and they wanted it that way in the beginning. And then all of a sudden they're like, whoa, yep. wait a minute, we're busting at the seams. So now we're yep. going to start charging you and we're going to hammer you. Um, so I think you have to be you have to be able to see your inventory um, better and you have to be able to manage that and almost project what it's going to be in the next 30, you know, 60, 90 days, I think is the best thing. It's hard because a lot of people, and I get this a lot of times now, it's like, all right, well, I want, I want to order a thousand units so I can save on money, you know, to, to order that stuff, but I don't want to send it all into Amazon. So what do I do? And my thought is always, well, garage, <laughs> if it's not going in your garage, then you might want to get a little, uh, you know, storage facility. I mean, one, there's one local here. I'm actually working with someone here. Um, and, uh, a little storage unit, I mean, a little 10 by 10 storage units, like 75 bucks a month. You know what I mean? Like, so you might just right. have a ship to a little storage unit and then you got to fulfill it. I mean, if you're small, if you're bigger, obviously that's not going to work. You're going to have to use, you know, some type of third party um, storage uh, company, which they're out there. Um, but that's a big one too, because if you miss that and you're like, you wake up one morning, you get, the, and you, you get that notification that you've just been hit with this, this monstrous bill because you have a ton of inventory because you thought you were just going to store it there for pennies. Um, that's going to change the bottom line too. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's a and big then, one. You know, the other thing is again about understanding, you know, just your true profits for all these different products. Again, mm. you know, if you only have like one product, you know, this stuff isn't as much a concern for you. But once you have like multiple products, what I've found like with a lot of sellers is one thing like once they like truly understand, like, okay, you know, that product has 35% margins, this product only has 10% margins. And it's like instead of spending my cash reordering that product that only has 10% margins, mm. um, oftentimes it's much better for people, you know, for cash flow purposes. It's like, okay, you know, why don't you ditch that product and replace it with another one mm. that has the opportunity to have 30% margins and 40% margins. Mm. Um, 
So, you know, just like better understanding your finances can help you make these overall much better business decisions as well. Yeah, no, that makes that makes a ton of sense. And like you said, you wouldn't know that unless you can see or if you create your own spreadsheet where you can see, you know, line by line the different products and, and what each product is costing you, what the margin is for each product. Um, and then you can kind of you can kind of gauge it off of that. But again, that's something that you have to manually do, which, you know, I've done, you know, I've, I've definitely done that. And it's it's work. Um, and it also makes it really hard to when you want to sit down at the end of the quarter and you need to, you know, send stuff into your accountant and you need to figure out like, what was my what was my profit loss or, you know, <laughs> right. you know because with the inventory that we have too, like a lot of people and I've, I've had my CPA on Josh Bowerly and he says one of the biggest the biggest uh mistakes that a lot of sellers make is they think they're going to buy a whole bunch of inventory and use that as a write-off. You can't use that as a write-off until you actually sold that item. So again, at the end of that quarter, you need to know each product that you've sold and then you need, then you use that, whatever you, whatever you paid for that, then you use it as a write-off, but you need to know that number. So then you got to go back into seller central. You need to figure line by line, all the items, all the ASINs, all the SKUs, and you need to figure out what they were, what they cost you. Um, and all of that stuff. So again, it, you have to do this stuff. It's part of business. Uh, so it's not sexy at all, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually, um, yeah. So I know like, you know, with Fetcher or, you know, if you're going to do this like manually, like I, I want to emphasize what you're just saying here again about using like the accrual method of accounting as opposed to like a cash basis. So a lot of people that I think like come into this space might be like trying other types of like online, um, you know, businesses or like other things like that. And with other things, especially let's say just like online marketing where we're saying like an ebook or something, it's very nice to do like, you know, or very easy to do like cash basis, you know, method sure. of accounting, which is sure. very simple. It's like dollars in dollars out. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, what you're describing is the, you know, accrual method of accounting, which is much more difficult, right? Like you realize expenses or sales, or you realize that, you know, an expense of a product, like when it's sold, right? Not yes. when you're, okay, yeah. it's not like, all right, I'm going to, you know, order $5,000 right before 2016 ends, so I can write exactly. off this year. Like it doesn't work that way. No, no, so it does not. It does not. And and then it's funny because um, it's not really funny, but uh, people had contacted, you know, uh, Josh, who's been on my my show a few times. And um, he said that's the number one thing that people make the mistake of thinking that, uh, you know what, I'm going to buy before 2017 you know, ends or whatever. Right. I'm going to I'm going to put a big order in for 20,000. I'm going to use that as a write off. And that's not the way it works. Um, right. So, again, this isn't a, uh, this isn't a, uh, you know, a. Uh, CPA, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> lesson here for anybody. And I'm not, I'm not a licensed, uh, you know, CPA or, or uh, a financial advisor, but I do know that rule. And, um, and that's a big one. Um, so you definitely want to, you know, for, for cash flow purposes, you want to definitely know where you are at all times. Um, and a lot of times people, it, it's scary for a lot of people because it's numbers, right? Who, who likes to, well, I like numbers, but I like to see the numbers when they're in my favor, but I like to also <laughs> know where my business is all the time you know, because I want to know at every given time, like I've got enough money saved for my taxes. I've got, you know, like, so that's just me. And I think anyone rather than getting surprised should, should know where they are at every, at every moment. And especially for like inventory, reordering inventory and stuff like that. So, all right, what else you got? So those those are some pretty big ones. You got any other things for us? Yeah. The other thing that we see from a lot of sellers is being surprised on their PPC spend. And Uh um, let me explain like why this is true and why it actually kind of surprised me a little bit too. So, you know, like when I'm in there managing my campaigns, you know, I usually like feel pretty good. I'm like, okay, you know, like the ACOS of this product is only 15% or 12% or 18%. Like I'm doing pretty good. 
um, you know, I'm like decreasing bids. What a lot of sellers, and I was guilty of this myself, don't take into account are all of the keywords that they've bidded, you know, like a small amount or have only gotten like a couple clicks, have never gotten a sale. You mm-hmm. know, they're not showing up in that area that's showing you like the ACOS where, and that's where like a lot of people are kind of managing their campaigns at. But if you have like a hundred words that you got in a couple clicks on each at 50 cents or a dollar each, whatever, that can, again, it's just pennies here, you know, quarters there or whatever, but it starts to add up at the end of the day or the end of the month or whatever. So a lot of people are surprised when they see that, um, their overall PPC spends like higher than what they thought. Cause they're like, wait a second. Like my average ACOS was only 12%. That should be really good. It should be like really profitable. It's like, well, wait a second. You know, you also had 500 clicks that never resulted in a sale. Yeah. So, you know, seller central wasn't showing you the ACOS there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like the overall PPC spends a little bit higher than what you think. So it's just really important. You know, those, those would be like the main things that people need to be thinking about and taking into account. Um, you know, like when they're trying to determine their profit at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. And it's like, um, you know, I'm pretty aggressive with pay-per-click. I know uh, you've said that you are too, especially when you're launching a product and stuff and you know, that stuff, I, I get it right. We, we understand that, but if you can start to whittle that stuff down to where you're only focusing the money on the ones that are converting, um, preferably it's not always going to be that way. If it was, I mean, you know, we'd all have it figured out, right. But there is going to be some spend, but if there's some there that have gotten clicks over clicks over clicks and they just have not resulted in a sale, those are costing you money that you're literally giving away because the only time we want those keywords is when, or search terms, if we actually are making sales eventually, um, you know, that that's when they make the most sense. And I would rather have a handful that converted than, you know, a thousand that didn't, that I was getting impressions and I was getting clicks that I was paying for. Um, but you're absolutely right. I think that's a big thing that people, a lot of times they'll set and forget their pay-per-click. They'll just right. go ahead, set it, forget it. And okay, I guess that's what I was supposed to do. And, uh, it's, you'll be amazed at if you just go in and I've done it, I'm guilty of that. I've, I've done that. I'll go back in. Like, I'm like, you know, I haven't really tweaked this in a couple weeks. I go in there and I'm like, holy crap. Like I spent a ton of money on keywords and I should have came in here a week ago and I would have been able to kind of pause those and I would have saved, you know, I don't know, 50 bucks, you know, whatever, right. that's 50 bucks, that's dinner. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's something that could have been in your pocket that didn't result in a sale and didn't result in any positive thing for your business other than it's a, it's a line item. That's a negative. Um, right. So that's big. That's really, really big. Um, all right. So let's, let's talk about like, okay, if someone was to do this, like what would be, we're going to talk about fetch here, but I want to, I always want to give people like, if you're going to do this on a spreadsheet, like what are the, are, are those the main things that we should have like down? I mean, how do we figure out like all of those little miscellaneous FBA fees? I mean, can we just go to the FBA calculator? Will that give us all the fees or like, what's the way, what's, is there any way that we can kind of get a good idea if we just wanted to manually do this? Yeah. So the FBA calculator, it's, so to answer your question, like, no, the FBA calculator is like not the best place because that's great. Like when you're doing product research and you're trying to figure out like, okay, like what are like the typical fees for this product on every sale? Right. 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 But what the FBA calculator does isn't going to take into account is these things that I'm saying, like, you know, like refund commission. Um, they charged you a few dollars because some of the labels were falling off and they had to like redo them. Like all those little types of things is what, you know, like the FBA calculator is not going to be able to do. So there is a report called a settlement report inside of seller central. That is a good one that shows you like how your payment was calculated. Okay. And a lot of times that will, um, that should show you a lot of the fees like, 
the um, like the long-term storage fees uh, that shows you the fee, you know, like seller central charges you 40 bucks a month to have like that professional sellers account. Um, let's see, you know, other kind of like miscellaneous fees should be labeled like line by line on that particular settlement report. Okay. Mm-hmm. But this is for like your whole business as a total. Okay. So that that's like, gives you like a good snapshot view the the tricky part about this now is you know it shows you like okay you were charged a hundred bucks this month for uh, long term storage fees but there's nowhere that like breaks down which product you know like was the one that uh, occurred those fees yeah so it's yeah. kind of like so again like if you only have like one or two products this is like pretty simple you can still do it like yeah, on an sure. Excel sheet you know without like many headaches once you start getting like a few products it's like it's pretty tough to understand right mm. um, so that's a really good one. Other than that, you know, there's there's other business, there's other reports that you can download under, you know, it's like the report tabs and then the business reports. Um, there's different ones you can download to try to understand, you know, like what your PPC spend is. You can match, you know, like you should know your campaign names. You can kind of match those up sure. with, um, you know, your different products and that kind of thing. So it is possible by looking at those different things. And, you know, like I said, like if you only feel like one or two products or even a bunch, like it is possible to do that mm. each. I don't like at one point I was thinking about like, why don't I try to like create this spreadsheet that kind of like has these macros. But what I found was like different people like to kind of like calculate these things like a little bit differently. But, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I, I wish I could give you like this secret report in seller center yeah. that had all this information. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> but you are, are just going to have to piece together a few of these different reports to kind of like understand those full costs. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I guess that's what I want to give people. I want to give them like, there, there is a, you know, a long form way of doing this and, uh, and I've done it that way. Um, now pretty much any, any brand that I'm working with, uh, is definitely using a tool now. And that tool is, is Fetcher, um, which I want, I want to talk about. And I want to say how, (laughs) how excited I was after it pulled in the data and I'm like, Really? Like, this is pretty amazing. Um, the one thing that's really amazing, let me just start off with this, is that it literally almost, and maybe it is real time, you can maybe clear that up for me, but, you know, normally if I have, let's say I have 10, 10 SKUs, 10 ASINs, and um, and they're, they, they might be in the same category. Well, for that day, if I go into my seller's account and I look at how many sales I have, it says that I have... 20 sales in that certain category, but it doesn't tell me the different ASINs. I have to wait till the next morning and then I have to wait till they publish that new report and then it will tell me all of the different SKUs and what they sold for that day. Um, The one thing that I loved about Fetcher was I I, I was able to go in there and look that day and see the ASINs that had sold. So yeah, like so Fetcher is actually up to date to the minute. So it d- updates everyone's account every minute. That right so, there yeah. alone is huge, right? <laughs> so I don't even go in Seller Central to check my sales anymore. I just go in Fetcher because it's way easier. You can see like actually which products there are, not like what category, right? Yeah, that's that was one feature. I was because I was always like, why did they wait twenty four? Like, are, isn't Amazon big enough to create something to give us like up to the minute like data? Like, why are no, they? It seems ridiculous, <laughs> right? It's like why do you make it so hard on yeah. Seller Central? Yeah, and and it's like I'm excited. Yeah, I've got so many sales in a certain category, but I want to know what SKUs and you know what I mean? Like what ones are, are, are selling today or, you know, which ones aren't selling today. Um, so that was one big one that I was excited about. I'm like, Oh wow, this is cool. And I didn't even know that when I, when I signed up to, to start using it, I just, I, I noticed that I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. I'm looking over here and it says this, and I look in here and it tells me every SKU that's selling. Um, that's pretty cool. So that's a cool feature. Um, 
Now, the, the thing that I did notice is, is depending on how old your account is, it starts to pull in the data, but it takes a little while to pull in that data, right? I mean, it, yeah, exactly. it takes so, a little bit of time. It's pulling in data from months back. Um, does that start from the beginning or does it go all the way back? How does that work when it starts pulling in it data? It goes up to two years ago. So if you had wow. an account for longer than two years, you only get two years worth of information. And then, so yeah, if you have like a small account, it can probably pull in all your data. Like if you only have like one or two products, it can probably pull all your data in like a couple hours. But if you have like a big account, let's say like a mm-hmm. hundred grand a month or more, it might take 24 hours, maybe even 36 hours. What it is is like, you know, we get the information from Amazon's API and they only let you make like a hundred requests a minute or whatever. So it's just, we're pulling it as fast as Amazon will let us. I got you. I got you. Yeah. And that's pretty exciting. So when that data starts, so kind of walk us through it. So the data starts getting pulled in, literally connecting your account. And it's funny before you and I jumped on, there's a, there's a, um, a brand that I'm starting with, with a partner. And I literally just set it up this morning before I got on with you. I'm like, you know, I'm talking nice. about Fetcher today. I probably should set up that one now because I've been meaning to do it. And I want to tell Greg that I did it. So, um, so Greg, thank you for that. Um, so I went awesome. ahead and I did that additional account. So I've got that one set up and it's starting to pull in, um, some very, very, uh, beginning data, but we don't have a ton yet. It's a, it's a fairly new account, but, um, yeah, so kind of like, okay, so what, what happens now? So we, we go ahead, we, we set this thing up. It's really easy. I, I gotta be honest. I mean, I've set up some other ones with APIs and it's just the directions alone are hard. Yours was very, very easy to connect the account through the API. So self-explanatory and you had like step one, do this and step two, do this. And, and then once it's connected, it's like, boom, it says enabled. And then all of a sudden your account starts feeding or gets getting fed with your data. And then literally probably when I get off with you, I'd be able to go back and refresh and then see some data coming in. Um, so now the only thing that I really have to do on my end, from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, is I just have to plug in my numbers of what I'm paying for that item. So, that's exactly right. So, so that's the one thing yeah. that, you know, we're not going to be able to get from Amazon. So you have to go into the expenses section, spend a few minutes filling in those, um, you know, the expense for the item, maybe uh, the expense for getting it shipped to you or shipped to Amazon. Yep. Um, those would be the only things we don't know. If you use Amazon's shipping services, so like you're printing out labels off Amazon, then yeah. you don't have to enter those shipping costs to like get your product into Amazon because we can... Um, you know, we can pull in that data. So that's really all you have to do. That's, you know, that's like the one step after that. It's on autopilot. It downloads your new sales every day. It calculates mm. your profit. It gives you, it shows you your refunds. It gives you your P&L statement. You know, it's almost tax time. Um, yep. So, yep. you know, I guess if you're worried about last minute taxes, it'd probably be, you know, even if you just use the free trial and cancel it, it's like you might as well get the P&L statement out of there and then give it to your CPA. They'll love you for that. It's funny. Um, I'm, I, I worked with, a, with a, again, another partner that I helped out. And uh, we, it's a, it was a small account. We did a hundred thousand last year in in revenue, and we used Fetcher to basically. And I wanted to use that as an example to kind of you know share with people, kind of like you know some of the dashboard and stuff like that. And I haven't done that yet. I'm going to, but um, yeah, we did over a hundred thousand in the first twelve months. We did a thirty three percent margin because everything that we plugged in, you know, Fetcher told us that's with pay per click, that's with all the expenses, the refunds, all that stuff. So that's not. It wasn't too bad. It was like thirty three grand basically, you know, in, nice. in in the bank account. So that was pretty. That was pretty cool. Um, but it also allowed me to play around with the software um, when it was you know when you just launched it and then 
getting to, to see how it's kind of evolved and stuff. Um, but yeah, the, it was funny because um, he had contacted me last night, actually. And he said, um, hey, how do I go in and find like all of the different SKUs and how many they sold? I go, it's it's super simple. You just you, you do this, you do that. And I shared with him, you know, what to do. And literally in a matter of a couple clicks, line by line, every single item broken down like in great detail. And all he's got to do is hand that off to you know, his, his accountant now. So, um, yeah. yeah, that was super, super easy because it just did all that hard work for us. The one thing that I wasn't sure on, and I, I had this question, I think I might've even emailed and I said, you know, we'll just talk about it when we get together. What about like inventory? Like, does that help us at all? See like what happened in the past and what we're going to be doing in the future, any type of projection, anything like that? Yeah. So on your dashboards, like on the main page of Fetcher, it gives you a, a snapshot. So the dashboard is kind of like an overall like health of your account, right? Yeah. So in there, it does have an inventory section um, that shows you your inventory level, kind of like the average daily sales. Um, and based on how it's been selling the past month, kind of like how many days you have remaining. So it does help you a little bit. Um, it's Fetcher's mainly like a, an accounting and profit analytics tool. So yeah. it's not going to do anything like sophisticated, like um, kind of like gauge your inventory projections based off seasonality or anything like sure. that. But it gives you like a great little snapshot to understand like, okay, like how it's been selling for the past month. You know, I would have 45 more days uh, at this level. Um, so that's really useful too. That, that it's very useful, actually. And again, that's I think just to keep it simple is always best. And I think that's what you guys have done. I mean, it's a super, super simple dashboard. Um, it's so easy. I mean, there's options, but there's not too many options. You know what I mean? It gives you all the stuff you need. Um, and then just with a few clicks, you're there and then you can just set different time frames and instantly it pulls in the data. It shows you a nice, pretty graph. I mean, that's one thing you guys do really well, um, you know, with Jungle Scout and everything that you guys have put together is a really clean interface and just easy to use, um, which I love. So what else about the software should we talk about? Like, what are you seeing that people are enjoying the most uh, by using it? Is there anything that comes to mind that you're like, you know, like the people are saying that they just love this or is it just they love being able to see it in a snapshot like like within like, you know, a minute, they can see exactly where their, their business is. Yeah. When we talk to all of our customers, like one thing everyone loves is the P and L statement. Mm. Um, everyone loves being able to see that and printing it off and you know, giving it to their accountant or whoever else. They also love how it's like up to date. Like, I guess this is what you were saying too, yeah. like up to date to the minute. They love going to Fetcher and check their sales instead of going to seller essentials. So that's awesome. Um, we do like a product by product breakdown and in that we give like some really nice like PPC data. So not necessarily like we're, we're not trying to optimize keywords here, but what we are trying to do is show you your spend on a daily basis and how that spend correlated to PPC sales, both on a one, seven and 30 day basis. Okay. So, you know, you can nicely see in the graph like, okay, like, you know, this day, you know, I, I spent this money here, but it did correlate to a sale like in a 30 day period, maybe not in 24 hours, but it did in a seven or 30 day period. So that's pretty cool. Um, Overall, though, I'd say like the number one kind of like, you know, thing that people are stoked about or excited about is just how like easy it is to visualize their business. Yeah, like yeah. you said, it's like just looking at the graphs, it's just like very like simple and intuitive and like easy to understand mm -hmm. right away. So um, it does a really nice job at that. And then but then the other cool thing is it is like robust enough to like be able to dig in. So, you know, you might not even know this, Scott, but you can actually like click on some of like the expense, you know, like pie charts and it gives you like a breakdown of all the fees that were in there. So like uh, we spent like a lot of time, devote a lot of effort and energy to try to like 
make sure that this, it, we didn't want this to be like QuickBooks that like a lot of people just get like super overwhelmed and not sure how to use it. Right. Right. right so like right. we made it simple enough for like the everyday user to like quickly be able to visualize and understand their Amazon business yet robust enough to be able to like dig into the numbers when you needed to, to understand, you know, how this was calculated, what fees are included in this, what my refund rate was, um, kind of like all those types of things. Yeah, no, and it does a great job of that. It really does. I mean, it's super easy. And like I said, it that it is pretty much a set and not forget, but just set it up once and then let the data just kind of speak for itself. And then you can kind of see it all without having to dig through a hundred reports and starting to create these spreadsheets and stuff. And like I said, one of the big features is your inventory about is, is like how much inventory have you sold for that tax period to let, you know, to let your accountant know. That's what yeah. that's what we spent. Like it's right there, you know, uh, and and that makes it really really easy. When before you're kind of like pulling that that report inside of Seller Central, and then you're kind of trying to do the math here. This actually calculates the math for you um, because it has your data. It has your okay. I spent three dollars and seventy five cents for this item, and I paid uh, twenty five cents to to uh, to get it here or whatever. And that's all calculated. So all that's in there. All you got to do is just basically say, you know, here it is. This is what we spent. Um, and, and you can yep. give them the breakdown and all that stuff. So I, I love that, um, because it makes it so, so easy to, to see. And I think, you know, you've, you've made it where it's not like you just said though, it's, it's not scary, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. to someone that gets into QuickBooks or FreshBooks or a- any of the accounting softwares and not saying that you won't need one of those softwares. Those are, those are useful because you have other things in your business other than just Amazon expenses. But there's, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's other things that you're going to have to use that software for. But this one here is like, like you said, it's Amazon stuff, sales that's happening, all the expenses broken down, like in great detail without you having to do the work. So yeah. I love it. I'll, um, I know we are I, common, like when I'm giving like a demo or whatever, these are some of the common questions I get. So I'll just address them real quick. Yeah. Scott, yeah. Some cool. of the listeners right now probably have them. Everyone wants to know like what marketplaces it supports. It supports all of the North America and European marketplaces. Good question. Um, yeah. And you can sync up as many accounts as you want. So I can have like 10 seller central accounts and put them all into one Fetcher account. So I can have five from the US and one Canadian and one, you know, one from Italy, whatever else. You can put them all in one Fetcher account and you can either look at, you know, like kind of like all of them together or one by one. So that's pretty cool. That's um, really cool. A lot of, yeah. That's really cool. So that's pretty nice. A lot of people want to know, um, like if your expenses change. So, you know, like the last order you did, Scott, of, you know, one of your products, maybe it was like $1, but this new order, you negotiate a new price for 80 cents. Right. So yes, it can do that. You can like input a price change for a specific, uh, and then like an effective date. Okay. So it does do that, uh, okay. which is nice. That's that a, is cool. a big question. A lot of people have. And then like one last one, people want to kind of like understand, like, does this, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, does this like replace like QuickBooks or zero, or is it kind of like a complimentary product? And this is the best answer I have for them. If your only um, kind of like business activities are your Amazon business, then what we found is most of the time this will replace like QuickBooks for people because you mm. can put in other expenses like um, whatever, like home office or like, I don't know, mileage or whatever else. See, I didn't you even know that. Put, yeah. Yeah. No, you I, I can't didn't put that. all those other expenses into Fetcher. If your business is a little bit more... Um, maybe just like larger or more complex where you're trying to do things like depreciation of, uh, you know, yeah, right. different items or things like that. Right. Fetcher's not going to be able to do that. It okay. is designed specifically for Amazon sellers. Uh, and we're going to keep it that way because that makes it, you know, very, uh, 
specific and direct and like easy to use for Amazon sellers. So if your business is just you know, your Amazon business and nothing else, then uh, Fetcher works great for that. If it's more complicated, wow. then you probably also need to sync it up with something like um, Zero or QuickBooks or so whatever you, else. You could you. you could add in. Um, I didn't know that you can add in. Like if I wanted to do mileage, I could add that in there. Or if I wanted to, so I could add additional expenses into Fetcher. Yep. So you go to under the expenses oh, tab wow. all the way to the right is an other expenses section and you can categorize them, you know, like this was legal fees. This was photography fees. This was mm, okay. uh, my staff. This was for design fees, all those types of things. Um, you can input those directly in Fetcher too. So That's yeah, huge. It's, yeah, it's like, a, um, you know, a legit, robust, accurate P&L statement at the end of the year that you can hand over to your CPA and say, do my taxes now. I love that. Actually, that's a, that's a huge, that's a huge, uh, little, uh, bonus there. I didn't, I didn't realize that you could actually do that. I guess, uh, that's as, as much as I know about, about the inner workings of it. But I, I thought that it was just those, those line items that we, that we fed them there, but that's even better because like you said, um, you know, I've told people I've, I've used for the, for years I've used, um, it's a free accounting tool called wave, uh, wave uh-huh. apps. It works really well. You know, it's, it, it's free. It's an online cloud base. The only thing that they do is they, they run ads on the sidebar or they offer you accounting services and stuff. So that's how they pay for their free service. It's a great, great tool. And I told people that, but it doesn't allow you to basically pull in data like from Amazon. So this here to me would be for any of my Amazon businesses or anyone I partner with, I would set it up all here. And then just like you said, most of the, most of everything we're talking about is just like office expenses or, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe you, you had meals in there because you did some travel or, and you maybe entertained or whatever you did. You can probably put all that stuff in there as you would, if it was your, your, um, you know, wave apps or, or, uh, you know, QuickBooks or fresh books or any of those. That's really cool. That's really cool. Um, cool. So, all right, let's, uh, let's let everyone know what you're going to do, uh, special for TASers, which you always do. I know we have a 31 day free trial. So if you guys do not try this, um, uh, you're not listening to what we're saying, what we're saying here today. (laughs) You you got, you got to basically give it a try for 31 days because, It'll pull in all your data. You'll be able to see it at a snapshot. Um, and you guys have, I mean, I'm very surprised. You guys actually price this really, really affordable um, too. And I, I was looking at that actually um, this morning before we got on because I didn't know what your current current price was. I know what it was when you launched. And um, it's really affordable for what for what you're giving in return. So maybe we could talk about a little, uh, you know, a little uh, bonus that you're going to give for TASers. Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to theamazingseller.com slash fetcher, um, I set you guys up your own landing page and on there, there's an, um, a, a section to opt in for a free, um, account consultation or audit. So one of our account managers will actually hop on either the phone with you or Skype or Google hangouts. Um, he can help you look at your account, your Amazon account, your financials, and he can help you optimize it to help you like save money. So he's actually like super good at that. He knows way, you know, way more about all these fees and stuff than even I do. Um, so you can understand, you know, like, Hey, like you could be like saving money this by, by doing this here. Or, um, he's just like really bright all around at, you know, like optimizing Amazon businesses. So it's, you know, a free consultation, um, so if you go to that link, you know, the amazing slash Fetcher, he's more than happy to do that. Hop on a phone call with you. So that's really cool. Um, like Scott said, it's a month free trial. You don't even have to enter your credit card. So literally like you enter your email address, you sync up your Amazon account, like, you know, log in the next day, all your numbers are there. 
Um, so yeah, even if you just try it for a month and then cancel, I, I think it's kind of a no brainer. No, yeah, that's definitely a no brainer. I mean, that's a, that's a great, great offer. Again, not even a credit card entering in. Um, so you can basically just go ahead and get your data, get your numbers. And like you said, if you just wanted to do it just to kind of see where your business is right now, um, definitely try it. I do think that once you see it, you're going to love it. Um, and I think Greg knows that too. So, uh, you know, definitely just get, give it a shot. Um, depending on where your business is, I think it will definitely, definitely, at least it'll give you a great idea as far as the health of your business right now. And, um, and again, if you're brand new and you're just starting, it's a great time to start for you. Cause you know, you really, you know, you can kind of start with the right foundation in place. So this way here, as you grow, you're going to be able to have all that stuff kind of imported and, uh, and you can start using that tool and then grow with the tool. Um, I love that. I, I got, I have to mention this too, Greg. I love it that you can sync other accounts. I love that. Yeah. So the only, the only, what I, from what I gather, the only, the only way that you would increase your, um, your subscription is really the amount of products you sell per month. So it's like, I think that your first package is like, um, 2,500, um, sales per month. And then it goes, it graduates up from there to the next package and stuff. So if you're only doing 2,500 sales, um, then you're going to be at the one package and then from there. But so if you have four accounts and they all combine to 2,500, you, you're managing four accounts. Is that how I, yep. is that right? Okay. Yeah, that's exactly right. So yeah. yeah, we don't like charge. Like we're not like, Oh, an extra 10 bucks to sync up another account. Right. Sync up as many accounts as you want. The tiers are just for how many orders you do each month. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, man. Yeah. Well, this has been fantastic. A uh, lot of information. I know it's not a sexy topic, but uh, I think it is if people can, you're, you're going to know where you are at every, every second. You know what I mean? Like you're going to up to the minute, you're going to be able to know where you are and log in and, and pull that report or, or see how the products are doing and, and, uh, and see all those fees and not have to worry about going in and calculating them. And again, that time that you're saving is going to be your time either to spend with your family or whatever you want to do or go source more products or whatever, right? It's going to free up time for you. And um, I think it's a no brainer. So Greg, I want to thank you so much, buddy. It's always nice chatting. Um, any last little bits of uh, words of advice or anything you want to give anyone? We haven't really uh, talked about anything else other than accounting. Is there anything else you want to talk about accounting or did you cover it all? I think we covered most of the stuff um, of accounting with accounting. Um, last words of advice, like what's on my mind? I've been, you know, Amazon's been in the news so much lately and it's just like crazy how much of a behemoth they're turning into, right? Like taking over totally. the world. Um, so I'm actually like more optimistic about Amazon right now than I ever have been. You know, they're expanding to more marketplaces and like, it seems like their, um, market share just keeps growing and growing like more shoppers and more shoppers. So, um, I'm really excited about, you know, the, the future of Amazon and, you know, especially like our role as, you know, like third party sellers, it's exciting. It's, yeah. a, it's really special to be part of. So, so when people say that, um, you know, uh, I shouldn't probably get in because I'm too late, you'd, you'd probably say that, you know, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be a smart move. I would say it's, it's, it's a good time. Someone said that on one of my webinars, and I think the comment was, um, you know, like that's saying that there's not enough oxygen for all of us to breathe in the, you know, in the world or yeah, something. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, man, there's, no, I, it's so great. I think, I think it is. And, and, you know, I always tell people like, you know, yes, you know, you're entering a marketplace where there's going to be a lot of competition in some categories and some markets, but you know, you've supplied some really great tools that help us kind of weed through and kind of find those golden nuggets. Um, and, uh, and you, you've got a lot of great training as well. So, um, I just think it's a, I think it's a great opportunity 
they, they take a lot of the heavy lifting out of it for us, especially if you're brand new, you want to get started, or if you just want to start another side business or whatever, they've got the platform, they've got all of the different pieces in place. Yes, they charge us money. And yes, they, they charge maybe a little bit too much money at times, but it's still, you're getting in front of their traffic. And, right. you know, I mean, it's like just, you know, dip, dip, dip the bucket down into the, you know, the river of money and just grab a little bit because you can have it. It's just a matter of going out there, you know, supplying some good products to a market and, um, and then, uh, tracking all of your expenses with Fetcher. Yeah, all, right. <laughs> all right, Craig, thank you God, so much. Again. Hey, we're going to hang fun. out. We're going to hang out in Charlotte though, when you, when you come to town. So we're, we'll definitely make that happen. We'll do a Facebook live or something. That'll be fun. But, um, yep. just want to thanks again. Yeah, look but, out for our Facebook live. Yeah. Yeah. Look out for that. But I just want to thank you again, buddy. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and hang out with you. And I look forward to, uh, hanging out for lunch and we'll be in, um, we'll be in Fort Lauderdale in, uh, May at uh, Steve Chu's event. So that'll be fun. So a lot Absolutely of hanging right. out with Greg Mercer. So, uh, Greg, thanks again, right. buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. Take care, bud. Bye. Okay, so there you go. Hopefully, you now can see a little bit clearer as far as the fees that we talked about. You may want to download the show notes on this one, the transcripts, because he does go through a lot of those things that you should be looking at. So again, guys, theamazingseller.com forward slash 344. And also, if you want to pick up a 30-day free trial to Fetcher, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash Fetcher and Again, to let you guys know, I am an affiliate with Greg on this product, but I only back products that I use or other people that I know are using and enjoy, and I know the team behind those people. Again, so just want to throw that out there, but it is a great product. I actually seen it before it was even revealed to the public in beta, and I was blown away back then, and I knew what he was creating, and the thing that I love about the stuff that Greg puts out with his software is this. It's super easy and it's affordable. This here is so affordable. I actually thought it would have been a lot more and being able to connect more than one account is really, really awesome. So if you have like two different sellers accounts or three, or maybe you're working with a partner, you can load in more than one seller's account, which I think is really, really awesome. And I think once you see this, you're going to see how how easy it is to use and how it gives you everything you need in a dashboard. Super simple. Nothing like QuickBooks, nothing like FreshBooks. Um, and the other thing that I learned, which I wasn't even aware of, is that I can plug in like travel expenses. I can I could plug in any other miscellaneous expenses. So it is my accounting software for that business now. I don't have to use Wave or QuickBooks or FreshBooks or Zero. I don't have to. I can use just this. So definitely check it out. I'm a big fan of of the product, but also of Greg's company. He's built some really awesome products, but he also has a really, really awesome team behind it. And I think anyone that's listening that has used any of Greg's products knows exactly what I mean. So definitely check that out. Theamazingseller.com forward slash Fetcher, and you can go ahead and get a 30-day free trial for that. All right, guys, so that's it. That's pretty much going to wrap up this episode. I want to, again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for all of your comments and emails and Facebook posts and all of that stuff that you guys are doing to support the TAS community. I just want to say thank you guys. I really do truly appreciate it. All right, so remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you, and I am rooting for you, but you have to. You have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.